So, Chris, I am the other host of Rank Ideas. Um, I don't want to take for granted um, that, uh, you know, even as many great episodes in as we um, are that, um, you know, that there isn't listener exposition that's required and maybe for you as well. Like, I don't want to take for granted what you think of as the known knowns of this podcast. Um, so, yeah, it's me, Nick. Um, I it, This is the part of the podcast where I talk to you and we decide what idea we're going to rank. Um, on the flip side, if this is stuff that you really, that you definitely do know, and it's weird to say it, um, I apologize. Um, just, yeah, that way I've covered both bases. Is this some meta thing where you're asking me to rank exposition? (laughs) That's, uh, not a bad idea though. Do you have any ideas about what to rank, um, this time? Because again, this is that bit of the podcast where we decide that. No, no, not really. I, I, I don't know. Um, it's not that I haven't been encountering ideas. It's just that, uh, you know, as we get the sort of lodestones of the, of the list in place, um, it's just really beginning to feel like living it out from here. You know, it's just all, it's just all um, more pixels on the perfection of the divine. Um, is there anything that's been um, scratching in your brain lately as the expression doesn't go? Hold on, I'll just write. I'll just add more pixels um, on the perfection of the divine as it in my possible autobiography autobiography <laughs> title list. <laughs> and you're right. I mean, at this point, we can only assume that there are entire that there are you know enclaves all over the world of people who are already living out the list in order as the way that they live their lives. But um, for the several hundred thousand people of whom that isn't the case yet, we should complete the exercise of ranking every single human idea. Um, here's some stuff on the ideas to rank list that I, uh, have been adding and thinking of, um, trust, uh, privacy, um, sitting, um, perspective. Look, I love all of these, but I just, let's do privacy. Yeah, let's do it. That's a good one. Welcome, dear listener and all of your friends, who I assume are gathered around a little transmitter device listening to another episode of Rank Ideas Podcast, the best podcast in the world. And it is that because myself, Chris, Andrea, my friend, Nick Deladovic, are on a quest to successfully rank every human idea in order from best to worst on our ever-expanding list. And today we're going to put privacy at exactly the right spot. That's what we're going to do. The threat's real. Privacy, I'll have a crack. It's, um... I guess the act of ha- of having uh, deeds or thoughts or actions or any element of selfhood that um, that is not known by others. And I guess if we're ranking it as an idea, we're looking about probably more the entitlement rather than the the sort of neutral state of of privacy. Privacy is a kind of uh, I'm hesitant to use the word right because of how we ranked that, but privacy is as as um is is it is it good to to have sort of containers of um, space that only you can access in your own life, something like that. As a value, perhaps maybe that's a little. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Value. Yeah. yeah, that's much nicer. Yeah, as a value, and and you know, I I I guess, or at the mundane level, a um uh, a state of a state of being, or a set of conditions, or a or a system, or a process, like all these things, like privacy, could be all those things, I guess. But yeah, it's I. It feels like to rank this one earnestly, we're ranking the idea of. Elevating that as a as a positively loaded thing, you know, as a um, as as something, yeah, it's, it's like how high does the idea of having privacy um, as an entitlement, as a thing that you can secure for yourself or for others, um, how, yeah, how high does that rank here on the list? Oh, um, got any immediate thoughts, Chris? You're a thinker. Yeah, yeah, I am, and it's tr- it's triggered a lot. I, I love that uh, you've thought of this idea, and I love that we're talking about it. For me, it, I'm immediately pretty warm to it because I think the the there there are dire consequences to holding too much privacy around um, any manner of things in your life as an individual or as a group or or anything. But I think that it's ultimately a um, navigation that you have to determine um, by feel, and I guess there are bad actors that um, will manipulate any sort of uh, 
socially accepted level of, of offering of privacy that, that is given. And I think that that's something for the collective to have to navigate and, and create systems for, which is why it will sit where it does within the list. But I think um, ultimately uh, having the capacity to hold things for yourself, um, particularly where, the, uh, where they primarily concern you, I think that that's it feels important to me. I, I would I would certainly hate the idea that everything had to be entirely transparent, even though even though in in some way I'm warm on that. I just don't think process wise it's the best way it's it's the best way to get to the same outcome of having full transparency around things. I, I, but I, I don't know. i'm I'm really curious to see where this conversation goes. I'm not uh, I'm not welded onto anything um except for, of course, the purity of our process. Except perfection in execution, exactly. I feel really mixed on it, as in, sorry, really unsure on it, just because, yeah, it's um, both, I know that, I know what uh, value privacy has for me, which is extreme, as in I enjoy the ability to um, keep certain things, uh, certain thoughts or feelings or um, even shared uh, experiences, but shared between me and specific uh, personal persons to just me or to just those personal persons, at least until such time as I'm ready to share them. Um, I, yeah, I like having an internal world that is just mine and then being, uh, having control over strategically or just selectively or discerningly sharing that with other people. All of this is really natural and intuitive to me. And I still wonder on top of that, does that actually make it good though? Like Mm. as in it's a conditioned thing. I I feel like, um, you know, as someone who um, in my, uh, across my life, um, the challenges, like some of the big challenges that I've uh, had to work through personal challenges I've had to work through or limitations or just like patterns of um, uh, self-defeating behavior. A lot of it's been around honesty, which is not the same idea, but the idea of um, the thing that has fueled a lot of my difficulty with honesty when I was younger was the was the, the fear of um, the impl- of what the implications of sharing certain things would be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, a lot of the time I've had ultimately, finally, a good, a good experience of being like, even when it's been hard or there's been costs to sharing my internal world or wants or um, quote unquote secrets with people, it's been ultimately a good thing. Like almost all the time it's been ultimately a good thing. Yeah. Um, the, uh, even whether or not people have dealt with them well or badly, I also think about just the game theory aspect, like how much I want, I, I instantly think about how much privacy is necessary for all, if it's necessary, it's necessary for all as soon as some have it, you know, yeah. and whether if you could literally, if like, I, I instantly go to the thought experiment of being like, what if you could flip a switch and there was full transparency amongst all peoples immediately? Like, what if we could all... What if we could all see all of each other's thoughts, like innermost thoughts, yeah. uh, in a heartbeat? Like, would that, what would that be like? Like, would that be better than the current state of affairs? Because it would def, it's definitely bad if one group of people have access to the innermost thoughts of another group of people in a one-sided, in a one-way way. That's or and it's um, and in a world where most people have where there's a default boundary of privacy, um there is high stakes towards people's towards individuals privacy being breached in certain moments but like if you literally just didn't have privacy at all would those problems be problems as it's such a hard thing to imagine right it's but it's yeah, a really anyway, take, compelling take question from me now that i've shaken that up yeah yeah it's a really really um compelling question and topic to explore because i i like obviously if if you could flick that switch and suddenly everybody's deeds and thoughts um and pasts were all known then that would be you know it would be it it catastrophically rearrange a lot of things, but um, uh, would the subsequent mm. uh, period be better? I, I I instinctively think yes, but um, at the same time, I think the the reason that I'm still something I want to tease out and explore is um, it, it feels like it's a compatible idea to to liberty for mine uh, or sort of freedom that, that, that around those conversations that we've had because. I think if you can uh, hope to have a good idea of what sort of optimal behaviors to uh, and um, values to give upon other people are, then um, 
then it's good to have collectives making decisions on behalf of individuals. And there's obviously a, a intersection, like a tension where that because where that is true in some areas that the collective does know have a good idea. Like there is a collective wisdom for how individuals can live better in some areas and there's absolutely not in other areas. So I think that um, as long as you have the the sort of chaotic unknowableness of um, reality because of the near infinite complexity of individual and group dynamics and um, and environment and environment as another factor against that. Um, I really can't see that being forced to have transparency universally isn't going to have a bunch of deleterious consequences that you can't hope to control for in advance. Now, I, I could be wrong. It could be the case that once we look at the list, you know, there is a perfect spot where there are plenty of controls that you can have to ensure that um, transparency is ultimately a good thing. Because uh, un unlike you, you'll, you'll be shocked to hear this, that we're quite similar in some things. I, I too have, um, you know, had uh, across, you know, many spheres of st struggle and personal development in life that the same, the same pattern has been that the more able I was able to be, uh, uh, more I was able to be open and, you know, relinquish privacy around things, the more I was able to examine, you know, what was occurring with other people or um, with the help of other people and then um, transcend it, even if that is painful at the time. And, you know, I, I mean, even pretty, pretty recently, I, I wrote a sort of, I wrote a song and the, the chorus was like a, um, you know, it's like a screamed mantra. It was like the, the lessons I hide become the lessons I fail to follow. You know, I'm very big on the idea of um, trying to, of working as process to share more of yourself and to, and, you know, like the, the sort of force, the gentle force of our entire list, which is to, to find the actual truth of things rather than the concealment uh, of them. But um, I'm not, I, I'm going to take some convincing, I'm not close to it, but I'm going to take some convincing that the abolition of privacy, or at least the downweighting of it, sorry, that the privacy is in itself uh, as, as something that can exist um, uh, inevitably inhibitory to that and and not its own sort of um, lessons generator, I suppose, by having the capacity to, like, even if you just think of between you and someone else, you know, should you, is it is it bad if two people can get together and collude upon something Maybe maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is. I mean, this comes back to. So remember when we when we ranked uh, cheating, mm -hmm. and like obviously it's it's one that has slid for has sort of just gently slid down the list slowly as we've um, as we've ranked more ideas. It's currently sixty four out of like a hundred and ten ish ideas, which really isn't that low for what uh, I think a lot of people's intuition of something like cheating would be. Yeah. And I think a big, even though we found it super cost laden and it hasn't, hasn't, it hasn't sustained in a high spot, when we ranked cheating, we were talking about the idea, basically the thing we were standing up for was the idea that even in the most optimally formulated society, there was still the likely possibility, even if it's, even if we make it way less likely than in uh, this current, uh, iteration of society, there's still going to be the, the risk of corrupt, you know, corruption-based inequality of, um, you know, people being acted on, at the very least, people being acted on negatively um, by other more powerful actors and the idea of having some, if there's a system that is governing the rules, having some avenue to disrupt that system, to cheat the system. Um, there's uh, even in a, <laughs> you know, even in the most well-conceived, well-designed space, there's still, there's still use for that. Like there's, it's still potentially good to have a little, to have, have an idea that you can, yeah. um, that you can break the rules and, and even, and literally break the rules in a way that is doing immediate harm. Cause I mean, you know, harm ended up in a sort of similar place. The idea that sometimes doing harm to a system or people or persons is absolutely necessary for overall better outcomes. Yeah. Um, within reason. And so I guess this is kind of in that space, the idea that, um, uh, yeah, that, that having, um, so even if you have a, even if you have a formulation of privacy is extremely cost laden, as you say, if you use the collusion example, is do spaces existing where, where people could literally be skullduggerous, could be, um, underhanded, could be, you know, even, even if we're, even if we're, putting as many ne negative valences on it as possible. 
could there still be a useful space for that? Um, I think yes. Uh, the thing is, like Skullduggar is, is, you know, like that's uh, that's uh, that conjures one image. But you know, if if you're if you're you know uh, containing privacy around something that you uh, you know maybe like you know there is an uneven distribution of information and capacity uh, uh, across everything, obviously, um, and you know maybe some people are the uh, through circumstances that they find themselves being the guardians of some important information um, that will not be accepted by others. And they need to, um, in order to protect that, the continuation of its existence or to, um, you know, have the opportunity to meter it out uh, appropriately, they need to have the capacity not to have um, everybody know what they're constantly thinking or doing in particular ways. Um, and I think that, that that's scalable as well. And I, it makes me think that actually, rather than stress testing this idea at the bottom end, we could probably stress test the list by seeing how high privacy could sit because I'm just really interested to see what it's incompatible, what it feels incompatible with. Because I, in the abstract, if if I had mm. to flip a coin, if I had to pull a lever now and it was like gun to my head, three, two, one, I would pull everything's transparent and be like, oh, fuck, let's see what happens there. Oh my God, this is, you know, this, I know, this is yeah. inevitably huge mistake but um i still think it, you know that's how i would pull it but um th there's also i would think i'm the same yeah there's there's also a little um just just while i have uh, you know um it in my head there's also the little joy of um being able to enjoy something privately say if you know you like to go down to a river every day and you know um just put a rock and you build it on, you know, put a rock on a pile and you're gradually building this pile. And it's a special thing just for you. It's a little, uh, you know, intimate ceremony that you have, you know, with your own, I don't know, wh whatever it could be for you. Maybe it's a spirituality thing or maybe, you know, you're communing with your own memory or something and you don't want other people to know about it. There's, there is something, you know, whilst there's no harm in other people knowing about that and obviously in an ideal society, you want people to respect, you know, whatever individuals want to do. I don't think we live in a world where people do, like even with the best form of the list, people are going to uniformly um, respect the actions and selfhoods of everyone else. And nor, nor should we, but I think having the opportunity to meter that out in a way that you get to determine is determined at the point of the individual or, or the group, uh, but but not 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 some sort of unanimous collective. I think is has a niceness that would be sad to lose. It's funny because I'm, and it sounds like you are too. I'm automatically like hard at both ends as in, difficult one. again you give me the thought experiment of the lever again i'm i'm pulling that lever and i'm pulling like the extreme version of the lever yep. as in i'm pulling the borg lever where like we're suddenly all we we suddenly go straight to hive mind i would pull the hive mind lever we're both talking about the borg lever here exactly so we'd, yeah was yeah was the borg borg lever uh celebrated 80s tennis champion we would pull him the <laughs> certainly would other um <laughs> the um uh in three lines or less at the other end of it i am uh, absolutely someone who uh, enjoys a lot of solitude based activity as in there's a lot of things that i do on my own where I enjoy the idea that no one else knows that I'm doing it. There's also a lot of things I do on my own in solitude, solitude where I'm like, actually, my dream, this is this is embarrassing to admit, but like there are times where I'm, you know, down at the down at my babbling brook throwing rocks equivalent where I'm like, it's it's great, it's 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 important that this is just mine. And then there's other times where I walk around and I'm like, man, the thing that would add to this is the is me still doing it on my own, but still have the feeling of being seen and observed. Yeah. Like as in, I, I would like other people to, I'd like other people to know what I'm doing, doing it. But yeah, there's, there's this other idea that's been presented to me through a couple of channels recently, which I don't know if it's the same. I don't know how much the same thing as privacy it is, but, um, it's, it's a thing that I've been reading about in terms of specifically, um, sports coaching and, uh, other sorts of developmental, kind of pedagogical models and it's the idea of um just curating who is brought into the room to observe something in an early phase like as in test if you're in the test yeah. if something is in the testing phase yeah. basically basically the idea of how to how to nurture something when it's in the testing phase yeah. as in new ideas, new processes, new posits, um, things that are attempting to be innovative. I'm very, very precious about who I will share artworks with when they're under development, like like, like locked, yeah. lockdown precious because it's you, you can kill stuff. Uh, you see it happen all the time. You can kill stuff. As in, if you put too much interrogatory pressure on something early, then it can, some, then it can be, rather than, rather than being the um, platonic ideal of scientific method, it can instead 
bring a and put a narrative death blow onto something that if it was just allowed a little bit of soft space um could really become something and i think that that seems like a really legitimate phenomenon that is again i don't know about i certainly don't think that's the i don't know if it's privacy in its purest form i st- i certainly don't think it's the opposite of transparency it's more just that's just more curation of that's just more group curation really but I, yeah, I, I guess that's the question. How much is privacy to do with just like, is just curating who is in different decursive spaces or who gets to be um, in on information sooner or later? Is that the same as privacy? Um, how much, like how, yeah. Uh, or is privacy, is, yeah, is intrinsic to privacy the idea of um, a protection because yeah, I mean, that, I guess that is protection. Yeah, it it is, and and there's I think there's sort of unlimited uh, cultural forms that we could des- describe that uh, would be um, of no interest if privacy was something that didn't exist. Like uh, you know, like um, and some of them are some of them are ones we want to do away with, and some of them are ones that we um, enjoy. And and I think this is why it's such an interesting one because like even just for example, say, you know, if you knew like if you watch a sports game would be less compelling if you knew everything that was in play potentially, because nothing is being revealed or sorry, fewer things are being revealed by watching things live out. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, that was, wasn't the last monster or whatever the metaphor is that was kept in Pandora's box, um, was knowing about the future. And, and, and I think, you know, it's just even the raw Newtonian sense, like knowing more of the input parameters to the present, because obviously there's an, ex- I mean, more stuff is private than, than not. Um, mm. you know, uh, it, it, there is a, there is a flavor for a whole bunch of things that would be lost, um, by losing privacy. But then at the same time, you know, some of the absolute worst things that exist, um, uh, you know, in, in personal lives and in group lives, are uh, the result of um, not being able to know things. Particularly, and and I think this is an interesting one because personally, in my own life, I would I would love it if everything that uh, I did had to be uh, transparently accounted for in a way that was also met in a way that in a in a society that didn't come with the presuppositions and value judgments that come from a collective that is private about many things. It, it would, it would be, I think it would reduce a lot of shame that people have. I think it would increase a universal respect that people have for each other. And also, um, you know, really dissolve a lot of, uh, sort of sacred cows of particular ideologies that, um, can afford to exist in a world where you don't have full information or you, you, you can willingly ignore certain information. Um, we, yeah, we can deny the reality of a bunch of things that are happening. Yeah, two things on that. Um, one is what is is part of what you're getting is that yeah, like a lot of the things that cause people to feel the need to be private are literally just the forces of prejudice and shame and hostility yeah. <laughs> in the world, and that and that um, you know my it leads to the sort of potentially poly, Pollyanna-ish posit that if you um, just had that full transparency you uh that if everyone had in their face the true reality of what everyone was doing and what everyone was doing um and thinking and feeling then a lot of those then you would have the forces to break that prejudice down or at least to um or to realize that or for people to realize that they're at the very least to realize that the whatever your objective prejudice is is on their end acting in good faith yeah. slash you know, earnestness, or that things are presenting as nice and and agreeable are in bad faith. That's also really good and important to know. And I think sure. I think we're really getting at the heart of it here because the question is then, if you're able to, is is the benefit that you get from that? Sorry, I, I've, I've I've lost it, but I, re- I, re- I really I really feel like we're circling the center of it here. Uh, something like if the if the benefit of being able to have that privacy and that transparency is something that is um going to improve the sort of worst elements as well, because it's something that we use not only to like um, mask shames that we don't need to have, or, you know, inhibit um, points of connection and, uh, uh, you know, things that may be seen as goodwill that we don't get to share in it as such hidden, but we also use it to hide, to hide and uh, avoid pain for ourselves and for others that, um, that is, is a legitimate, sorry, is a, um, 
a logical follow-on consequence of things that people really feel. Like, say, for example, Nick, if in you know, if in the Rank Ideas podcast, I've been hiding from you that I didn't like talking to you on on this and had been pretending. You know, <laughs> it would be really good for you to know that on the one hand, but um, there would there would be other things in society out there that people would think and feel that maybe it's maybe it's a win-win for them to keep to themselves or to to be able to not express or share or to at least meter out judiciously. At least, I mean, I guess that's the thing, right? The metering out judiciously, judiciously seems really easy to support, um, as in, you know, just the the strategic or the the thoughtful or the controlled uh, disclosure of information. Because I mean, when both of us, it's worth saying the obvious that when both of us were talking about the ex- experiences we've had about disclosing more and having good experience disclosing more in our life critically that's still a process where we have choice yeah like that the transparency isn't being it's not being forced on us um even you know even maybe even if there's if even if there's gentle social pressure on us we've still got a lot of freedom to make to you know we've got basic control over the privacy which again um not everybody has in life but yeah i guess the other question and it could be sorry um, just on, to, to stay on that it could be an incredible violence to, if everyone was suddenly skinless in the sun um you know and everything you you, you ever felt or thought you know you, um, but the thing is, if you if you're like that the whole time, then it's it's not going to be um, confronting, and you're not going to be able to con- if the society starts that things. way. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, Nick, this is a compelling one. It's hard not to get into the full speculative fiction mechanics of this as well, because really, the idea if we're talking about on the flip side, total transparency, the other question is how deep, how how hardcore a positive that can we do? Because here's here's what occurs to me about me. I, my sense is that if, even if no one else was like, say in a world where I suddenly was fully transparent in for the world and other people weren't, how that plays out would depend on exactly what the scenario is. But mm. what I mean is if, if it was just a version where suddenly I was under, I was under visual and audio surveillance by the whole world 24 seven, and then it retroactively my whole life and everyone got to see everything I'd ever done. I would then, but I would be extremely uh, fearful of the um, of people's judgment uh, of that start to finish. Not you know, not in some super hectic. Oh, he's the worst person ever way, but just in a kind of like oh, this this look you look at this lame, embarrassing guy. But if it went a further level, and what it was was people had access to all the thoughts and feelings I had ever had. Mm. Um, I would, I would, I would be super confident that w- that it would go completely out the other side. And if people had access to that, yeah. then they would, they would see where I was. They'd see where I was coming from, and they'd cut me slack, even for my worst acts. They would be like, "Yeah, well, you know, like considering, considering <laughs> this a lifetime of um, this the lifetime of stimuli and the thoughts of feelings that connected to that. This guy's this guy's doing okay." Um, and so I, that's the. You know, it's it's a, it's this is the maybe the first idea where we you almost we have to go fully into those absurdist weeds of being like, all right, what level of what level of transparency, what level of lack of privacy could even be baked in? Um, because if it's not, because if we're not um, returning Borg leavers serve, then we are dealing with you're still dealing with mechanisms if we're not a hive mind and if we don't have uh mechanics to mind read each other which again who knows what might exist in the future um but if we're playing a straight bat and um uh saying that we're you know starting as a new society but as basically the organisms that we are there is still internal thoughts and a process of mediation of those into the outside world which means to a certain extent privacy exists even if you have like the um or you know like um a, a, a staged relaying of information or a selective relaying of information and this is the this is again the question that we're that i think i was hoping to communicate at the start which is regardless you know, you know like whilst we can theoretically conceive of some idealist system in which everything was borg level transparent um it's it's a you know that's not within our technological capacity at the moment so then it's much more about a value and then um does that value where does that value sit given the intersections that um you know we're all having in society constantly because if if you could say um because i can't i don't think you could you could say okay well nobody deserves any privacy because of the stakes of everything um of of you know truth and transparency of reality so consequently we're gonna we're, we're gonna develop systems to sort of um 
uh, simulate that in that, you know, we, we can approximate that if we've observed this behavior, there is an internal um, function you know, if we if we observe X, then Y is the internal motivation that we're observing, and and you know, it's, there's just so many rooms. There's so much room for flaws and cracks that I I just think um, you can't exhaustively you you can't exhaustively contend that it can be um, managed in a way that uh, offsets that that is a superior model than um, having I guess a, a ideally ranked list which. Uh, you know, up upvoted and um, and had the importance of all the sort of transparency and sharing and compassion values. Because even in your example before, where you're like, you know, if, if you could flick that switch and see all of your actions, and then even further, all of your innermost uh, thoughts and feelings, and people would be sympathetic. I think that you and I, and I hope our listeners are uh, unfortunately outliers in that sort of ultimate compassion for how people happen to be and the the reasons why there may be, you know, a broad distribution of that and what, what that leads to and how that manifests. I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that, um, you could contend that you would want to live in a world where everyone had uniform values or that you could achieve that anyway, even if it were desirable. I think, um, again, if, at least if you look at it on the mechanical level with the organism, as, us as the organisms that we are, I think that's arguably right. And, um, yeah, it is interesting because obviously at some point we'll have to rank transparency as well. Mm. So it's an interesting one in terms of positing how much just that, how much those two ideas is uh, relative placement on the list, list next to each other. Like it's interesting that we have to rank one before we rank the other because either way, right, if we were doing transparency t today instead, I think it, you'd still be in an in interesting spot having to rank that not knowing where privacy is going to end up on the list. Yeah, that yeah. said... I do think I I do think there's enough of the right ideas on the list to um and I, I what you said before about this is as a uniquely good idea to stress test the list is really um I think I think uh is probably really onto something and exciting. What more do we have to talk out or turn around? Like how far away do you feel like how much of a handle do you feel you have on it as something where you can be ranking it against other ideas or do we need to do a bunch more talking? They're close. I just I just want to quickly share the ref reflection that the, the conception of privacy has changed socially extraordinarily in the course of our lives. Like it's, um, I remember, for example, when I was at university, um, I was doing strategic studies and um, learnt about this this project called Echelon, which um, is has been surpassed, but um, it was a... A project, a, a, an intelligence gathering project between uh, the US and close allies, including Australia, um, the Western ones, to um, to gather that, that was just gathered, plucking emails and telephone calls and um, and everything just directly out of the air um, from private citizens who hadn't, uh, who were not in jurisdictions that had uh, consented to that process and um, and. Uh, it, were, it was occurring without their awareness, and but some journalists had uncovered some stuff in New Zealand, and there was other reportage, and um, and so it, it had been sort of uncovered to a degree. And, and this was in two thousand and three. I remember telling my friends um, about this program, and all of them said it was not true and it was a conspiracy, and you know that could never happen. And I, I was like really shocked because you know I was like, well, I just I was just learning this at you know uh, at university. Not that not that that means that it's that there's no incorrect information, but it's definitely it's definitely true. And um, and then you know across the subsequent decades, that's that's gone from something that's be, that was so shocking that people didn't they just actually couldn't believe that it was a, a real thing to being something that is not only known but seemingly accepted. You know, we joke about um, you know Instagram listening to our things and giving us recommendations and you know uh, you know TikTok tracking our keystrokes and and all those things like with sort of like a, you know, raised eyebrows, like, oh yeah, isn't that, isn't that terrible? Um, but, you know, it's sort of known that there's this, this mass surveillance because, and, and it's something that is like, and I don't, I don't think it is just through negligence. I think it is something that's tacit, tacitly accepted. We assume that there, you know, it's a reasonable trade-off of privacy because there are bad faith actors who are doing terrible things. And as long as, you know, as long as this, you know, apparatus of the state doesn't seem to be coming for people who are just, um, you know, doing, uh, you know the more day-to-day -day trans social transgressions or whatever else, then no no one seems to seems to mind that trade-off for all the other benefits that we um, get, which are sort of market benefits and, and and things like that that most of us don't necessarily see. Um, but sorry, 
And that's half of what's happened, right? It's only like yeah. it's one, only one half because there's another half. But yeah, but the first half is there's just been offers made and trades devised where people are willing to, uh, willing enough, as you say, because because there is a diffuse sense of the stakes, but still people have been you know, services have been developed. Like, yeah, all that happened. All that happened is that they've just we, these um, surveillance uh, and monitoring technologies have been attached to services that are services people want um, and engage with. And so people have gone, okay, um, yeah, I'll make that trade. Uh, obviously, as as with a lot of things, you know, like humans. I mean, part of it is just relying on the on humans being fairly poor at calculating risk or personal risk, um, and um, yeah, but the whole other half of it, right, has been the um, the other thing because really we're talking about social media, basically. But the other thing that um, so, uh, social media has done is have a transformative effect on people's um, attitudes towards personal disclosure. Oh yeah, um, or oh, yeah. at least maybe not a wholesale, and maybe the change isn't a flip or whatever. It's just a scaling up. And, it's the aesthetic and, uh, that's changed. Yeah. And it's, and the, and certain, the operation of certain things at scale. And again, the incentivizing of certain things, mm. but yeah, basically now you have, like it's gone beyond just people having uh, a greater than ever platform for sharing their personal thoughts and feelings. And then, um, a relative, even with all of the hostility and toxicity, it's it's a funny the thing that is missed because people zoom zoom in on social media in terms of just being like, oh, it's a bunch of people arguing with each other and hating each other and being polarized with each other. It's like, well, yes, it is that, but it also still is still a site of um, uh, even facile or short. It might be facile in short term, but it's still a greater site of personal validation than has ever existed in the history of the world. As in, it is it is a simplified, you know, regardless of whether you think it's actually it's actually a nourishing or a healthy version, it is still, is it a place where people can plug uh, a, a personal disclosure or a personal opinion into and receive instant engagement and validation and, and some level yeah. of, it's some level of messaging that we see that you did that and we approve. It is that. And so that's that's the the basic juice. But then you have you know, a few micro generations in, you now have this other funny thing at play, which for me, obviously, full disclosure, we'll talk about it more when we eventually rank social media, but my personal engagement with social media is pretty low, like I'm high in lurking, low in posting. And so the thing that I notice is the extreme drive that people have, the sense of almost responsibility or anxiousness to disclose their thoughts and feelings around certain topics in in moments where it seems to me a lot of the time that they would be running less risk of social approbation and shame if they just didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, and there's no, and I don't see that, I don't see that there's actually any clear requirement or external or real external pressure rather than imagine social pressure to, to say anything. And that's a, a relatively new development. Again, how new is it in terms of the course of human behavior rather than just like a, a scaling up of it or a new flavor of it? I don't know, but it is, um, like, yeah, I guess the idea of virtue signaling, signaling, and I don't mean that in the horribly misappropriated way it gets used, but just the literal way of just, you know, uh, doing public signaling to affirm what your shared community values are. There's nothing new about that. That's that's ancient. But, yeah, this the new version of it, certainly it's interesting when when relating it to the idea of privacy, as in what, <laughs> as in you have, it's, there's two ways that people are using social media to actively give up their privacy. One is just by signing up to disclosure, it. Disclosure, yeah. And the other is by, yeah, the other is is by engaging in the disclosure behaviours. But I, I think I think the, the relevant reason to explore this is that, um, you know, the levels of privacy are something that change and we're perhaps not as, um, you know, under, under the consequences where it is a trade-off that we benefit from, you know, it does seem to be something that does attract a lot more buy-in than not. But at the same time, I think like, uh, you know, say something like WikiLeaks, um, where, you, you know, that, that it's interesting that that has been a contested terrain, um, more than I would have thought. And I, I understand through the process of it now, why that is the case. I think there's like, there's a lot of interesting, um, lessons to draw from that, that are not all necessarily relevant to our conversation, but, um, you know, the sort of, uh, do you want to know everything that's happening in your name? Absolutely. Do you, do you think that nobody should have the right to protect information or that there aren't benefits from that? 
the question then is, it circles back to the central question, which is, well, if it's a laydown misere where everyone's playing an open hand in the world, is the society, are the benefits that we have discussed earlier, are they so significant that they, there's, there sort of, sort of is no justifiable exception to that? Mm. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the WikiLeaks example throws up just, it goes circles back to what we said at the start, which is that when we fantasize about flipping the transparency switch, we do it knowing that we're um, inviting death and chaos, you know? And uh, that's the thing, like the, um, although, yeah, it's still hard for me to go, okay, how am I, what, what is the, what is the death toll on transparency versus the death, the death toll on privacy? You know, it's, um, or I guess, and I guess I'm not talking about the death toll of privacy per se, but the death toll of like structures of secrecy and shame, yep. um, and re- attendant repression and this thing. None and of these poor ideas decision making, exact- poor conceptualization, you know, in here, yeah, poor information. imagination space. Yeah, poor imagination space. I think, I think. Oh, sorry. A starved imagination yeah. space. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the final thing before ranking yeah. is that I'd like to say is that, um, you know, it's not, we're looking at a value here. So it is inevitably not going to be an all or a nothing. It's not a 100% um, law and it's not a 0% law. And I think that the, the list will affirm where there is space for it and where there is not, um, where, we do, where we don't think that it's a higher higher value. And I think that having the list is a really perfect way to resolve this conversation uh, because, yeah, because yeah. I, think, I think privacy can um, be pretty, it, look, it can be pretty good or pretty catastrophic. Um, and uh, I, I still think that given the unknowableness of um, so much uh, at the moment and conceivably into the future, it's, it's important to have capacity for it, even if even if it's like in a spot that's really not valued or incentivized or um and discouraged. And I think you make a really great point. Like a lot of the lowest ideas on our list, a thing they have in common is that they demand or suggest a totalizing version of themselves. Whereas other ideas that have been more middling ideas or mid-level ideas are ones where we go, okay, even the, even people who are most invested with these ideas aren't presenting these ideas as the be all and end all they're allowing for calibration. And I feel like, um, privacy feels comfortably in that. I feel like only extremely outlier people in society are holding up privacy as the one total, total value yeah. um, that can't be, that, that can't be compromised for any um, reason. Yeah. So that, um, that chills it out a little and bit. And we really are in a radical world through the list itself. So I think like, you know, even if we, we, concluded, oh, well, you know, much like say for imprisonment and, um, you know, uh, privacy is, you know, uh, should be wielded with maybe 1% of the strength and frequency that it is currently, it's still potentially really important. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So you're thinking... Not that we've made the case for that. I I don't think that that case has been demonstrated. I think, well, I think luckily we can just go to the list now and um, I think extra clarity will will come with that. But still, you're still thinking to start more from the top and work down? I'm thinking around 20 and go down. What do you think? Yeah, cool. Let's see what's it. So at 20 at the moment is consistency. Twenty At 18 is values. I feel like... I feel like it has to be below values. Yeah. I don't know if it has to be below consistency though. Yeah, I don't know. So let me read out a band. So I feel like the hard limit for me is number four. The ceiling is number 14, which is limits. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere. It's definitely not as good as... Definitely not as good as that. Yeah. Let me do a little burn... Let me do a little bit from 15 to 30 and see what you think. Um, so from limits, so 15 is creativity. Then down from there, we've got history, rules, values, art, consistency at 20, competition, scientific method, true or false, authority, law, immortality, moving, safety, gene editing, imprisonment is at 30 at the moment. I, f- I feel like we're in our band. Uh, it's tough though what, what 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 do you think let me think for a little bit obviously values does i guess the question i do love rules particularly because they rules is rules to me is a real high ranker because it's got so much ability you know because the best version of it that we've protected by putting other ideas below it um is the idea of it as as of them as constructions like rules we 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 celebrate rules because we know they're made up 
and they're not totalizing and that they're, they're, they're just you just build them to purpose at any given time and you change them when you need to change them. Um, values right under that is, um, yeah, obviously we, uh, similar sort of thing, like, you know, we've got ideology at the very bottom of the list, which has meant that values gets to be quite high. I think values is certainly the has to be higher like, yeah. than privacy because I, I can't see a way in which yeah. you could calibrate a good, good, uh, metering out without, um, at least engaging with the idea that you have different things that you want to, um, work towards or away from. Yeah. So, look, number 30 being imprisonment, I feel like jumping right back down again. Okay. I feel like that feels com- that feels comfortable enough for me to have it above. I mean, imprisonment is let's think if 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 the reasons we liked imprisonment are the idea that um with all with all optimal outcomes and things being equal in the world, um, if with the, in the best design world, there are still, there's still going to be a case to restrict certain people's freedom, um, to stop them acting, acting as bad actors on other members of the group. Then I feel like privacy is a really closely related idea, which is that even in the best design world, having something, um, yep. having, yeah, having, having something that is just yours or can be protected, having information that can be protected as just yours or a small group is good. And to me of the two, the, the, that, need or desire for privacy feels more important. Yeah. What do you think though? Yeah, I, I agree. Then the question is like, um, we still got, that's still like a 12 ideas in between. Yeah. Them. Yeah. But the, the, the real question is also like the, um, like, do we think, you know, you know, imprisonment is just one mechanism for addressing that problem. Privacy may be something that is inevitably going to be important in some degree. And if that's the case, it has to be higher than that. But if that's not the case, then that is where I would put it. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it's higher than imprisonment on, on the basis that you just said. So again, burning up from there, just so you can hear them again. So now with now the band of ideas is above imprisonment, we've got gene editing, then it go, going up safety, moving immortality, law, authority, true or false, scientific method, competition, consistency, art. Art or privacy is definitely the name of somebody's um, academic journal article. PhD. Um, PhD. It feels... So the so looking around kind of scientific method or true or false um, or authority, I don't know, really... I don't know. I th- authority yeah, is probably more important. To have a sense of being able to obsess persons or persons or systems with um, expertise or um, leadership or um, it's it's, it's you know, maybe this, this is this, uh, maybe this is what we should be looking because it feels like a catch twenty two where you know like yes that's more important if you want a good form of privacy but then if you don't have a good form of authority privacy becomes more important. I don't want to uh, yeah I think that's not the way around okay. in terms of in terms of what we're putting with the list thing I think you want to yeah I think it's I think it has to work the other way around as is what we have been doing this whole time and I still feel good about it, which is being like, okay, no, you, you have the, the, the super idea, the idea that is the idea that is the most elevated. Um, the idea you want to be the most elevated goes higher, you know, trusting that that having the, the idea in the above spot has the positive trickle down effect onto the ones, uh, below. I guess the more I, th- the more I think about it, I think it's probably the lower end of this cause it's still quite high up our list in that, you know, there will be a place, a critical place for Top it. Top 30 is high. Yeah. There will be a really critical place for it, yeah. but, um, but, uh, cause I was allowing for a low ranking for this one. Yeah, me too. Like, it was in my imagination space. So yeah, like, look, um, look, even looking at gene editing right above imprisonment, like there is a, um, argument that yeah just having having that ability here's 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 my pitch so much of what i ended up talking about with this was the idea of being like oh, okay it's important it's 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 necessary and apparent if you um if we are the organisms that we are so one pitch is that with gene editing it, it that's the idea that gives you the potential to transcend privacy as much as possible or to um Circum, yeah, or to circumvent it's uh, the worst ex- the worst situations that uh, are required for it, and then yeah, above that is safety. Like, do we think safety is a yeah? Do we think privacy is better than safety? I'm kind of vibing on 
it just being right above imprisonment and below gene. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we constantly make trades trade offs of privacy for safety. Yeah, like that's one of the fundamental things we do calibrate privacy around yeah. is safety. Yeah. As in, and and I think you and having safety higher gives you better arguments for when you do want privacy. It it makes it more of a top thirty idea yeah. because you go okay. If we've got safe, safety as a high as a highly placed idea, then privacy as a mechanic for safety is um, a reasonable privacy is is uh, yeah is 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 a mechanic that you use to make a reasonable proposition of privacy. And I think it goes below gene editing just because gene editing can do so much. It can do so much. Like if you could, real, if you could end you know, if you could end can, food scarcity tomorrow with it, which you know you certainly can much better than without. Even if we could restore Borg Lever to um, the, his physical prime, that would be um, enough for me to um, feel good about the high ranking. Well, Immortality is on the list. That also helps. Cool. All right. Great. Good stuff, Nick. Re- really, really difficult episode. That was, yeah, kind of unique. Like, I don't think we've quite had a discussion like that before, which is cool as we enter into um, episode, um, uh, yes, episode 110 ish of. Um, Infinity episodes. Our one um, it's good to know that we're st- <laughs> indeed. It's good, good to know that we're um, still surprising ourselves. But yeah, thank you for um, yeah, thank you for holding such an interrogatory, um, but uh, generous space as always, Chris. Um, and, uh, and you really, you, yeah, man. If people, thank you. And yeah, if man, if people, people didn't have a personal experience of listening to the show, it would be hard for them to. Um, to really believe that we perfectly rank these ideas in flawless fashion every time. Um, but yeah, I guess if you have listened to even one episode of the show, you see that that's easily the case now. Um, great to have you all listen. Um, if you have ideas for, uh, uh things to rank, um, where rank ideas on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, if you want to give us any other feedback or, DMs or just, you know, like personal disclosures done over a public forum. Um, it's a good place to do it. And um, otherwise, if there's someone that you think would find the specific um, things that we asked in this question in this episode uh, good then or interesting, then uh, chuck it to them to listen to. That's the standard sort of end of podcast stuff from me. Um, except, yeah, only, except, I mean, this is a real cliche way to end a podcast. People say this all the time, but, um, Chris Andrew, I love you and I'm glad you're in my life. I love you too, Nick. And, um, were that it were the cliche for people to say that they love me at the end of more podcasts, you, you probably only listening to this one. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Commotion, commotion, sometimes commotion, sometimes.